This is Reese, and you're listening to the Point Music Podcast thingy. Hey there, Reese from the Point Music Podcast here. Um, this episode's very special guest is Mr. Dale Mallet, otherwise known as Bulfasa. Bulfasa, Bulfasa, Bulfasa. Uh, you may remember him from the Floating Bridges. He's doing his own thing. He has been doing Mufasa and the Pride for two years now. Um, he's sort of based in WA, but comes back to such a coast. He goes back and forward all over the place. Um, he's got a new single coming out. We talk about that. So, and other things. So, ladies and gentlemen, please put your ears together for Mr. Dale Mallet. And we are live. Let me bring you in. Mr. Dale Mallet. Mufasa, how are you, my man? Hey, good, mate. Yourself? <laughs> yeah, it's starting to cool down a little bit. I'm actually enjoying this weather. Yeah, it yeah. is, definitely. It is over here too, mate. It's um, pretty pretty brisk. <laughs> yeah, for those that don't know, Dale's over in WA, hanging out over there. What's what? Yeah, just... What? you got a three or four hour like time difference, don't you? So you, it's like four o'clock in the afternoon, isn't it? Uh, it's two hours now. I oh, okay. think um, it's yeah. It gets tricky over here when they when the daylight savings comes in because you don't know Queensland time is two, yeah. and then uh, yeah, when it's New South Wales, it's always three, and then as of April, it changes. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's but it's uh, it's still sunlight outside, so oh, okay. it's um, it's pitch black yeah. right now here. So yeah, mm. formalities. Um. Now, you have been busy because you're doing the solo shit as well as doing the Pride, and you got a single coming out. Yeah, I sure have. You um, didn't send I've it just... to me to have a listen to. Oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> how, how good are we? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Connections. Uh, yeah, no, it's, um, uh, it's kind of been a bit, a bit of a, a journey, I guess, mm. Um with the solo stuff I recently, I think it was about six months or four months ago, I kind of just launched the solo project as, um, you know, that's kind of what I've been doing on the road um, all the time. So yeah. uh, the band stuff is probably about 20% of my gigs at the moment and then the the, the rest of the stuff is solo and that's, um, you know, travelling around the country kind of playing different little towns but then... Yeah, getting that inspiration on the road, um, which sort of led to actually two years ago, because um, I've only been playing the guitar for a short period of time, and mm. so everything I hear or feel, it's all these little inspirations. I'm like, oh, I could try writing a song using that chord and, and those different progressions. So, um, yeah, this this debut single I've got, Road to Exmouth, is um, is basically about the trip from Perth to Exmouth that I did two years ago, um, yeah. travelling on the road. So, yeah, it's a bit different to the, the band stuff, but, um, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's fun and it's it's more storytelling sort of stuff in the songs rather than based on a hook or a riff. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's based on, you know, the story of the song. So. Which is how you want to go with the singer-songwriter thing, right? Exactly, yeah. Because yeah. um, I've always thought of of like with with the pride as as basically it's it's your material anyway and they they basically just come on as a backing band for you much like yeah. how like um Xavier Rudd and the United Nations sort of extreme example of it but like even even to some point Matt McHugh and the beautiful girls right so yeah Matt Matt's always kind of said that he is the beautiful girls 
there is dispute about that, but generally he, he is he writes the songs, right? So that's how I kind of figured it with you doing that. So mm. my, yes, my, yes. my my question would be, wouldn't you just because I, I was trying to figure out with, with Mufasa and the Pride, but then at the same time, though, no, trying to figure out why you would separate it. Yeah, yeah. So the the, the style of music was so different. Okay. Um, you know the roots reggae stuff with Mufasa and the Pride mm. is um, more your your big band sort of kind of brass and all that sort of yeah. um, you know all those elements. Yeah, bigger feel. And yeah. then and then like Road to Exmouth is is very it's um, really laid back more country roots kind of style rather than your your roots reggae stuff. See, um, I wouldn't known about that if you actually sent me the song. <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Um, but it's I, I actually debated about whether to to do that to separate it but mm. um, I kind of found a few times I was posting up on on Facebook and socials that I was going to play a gig solo as Mufasa yeah um, and then people would turn up expecting, expecting the to see the expecting to see the band so okay. and then I didn't actually I didn't want to um, Mufasa is my nickname that the bridges, the floating bridges gave me years ago. So yeah, I yeah. kind of thought people know me as Mufasa. Why would I um, change the name for the solo project as something different as Dale Mallet or whatever? Yep. Um, because Mufasa is me. So I'm traveling around and people know me as that. Um, so I decided to separate them and, um, and, Keep it as Mufasa solo with solo in the name, so people can't um, confuse the two together. Get confused. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that was yeah. the one thing I was just uh, it was a slight concern, but and curious more than anything as to because you already built up a following with with the Pride. So would you be u- utilizing the following the Pride actually already has and the fan base the Pride has to sort of like cross promote what you're doing with solo sort of stuff too. Yeah, I think so, and and um, I think the band stuff. There's an element of more professionalism I feel with the band stuff. The mm. solo stuff is just me. It's it's exactly who I am and what I do every day of the week. Yeah. Um, traveling around the you know the country in our caravan with our son and our dog, and it's that grassroots sort of stuff. I, I sometimes I don't know if it's a pressure that I put myself under with music and band stuff um, is that, you know, when you're applying to festivals and Mm. um, things like that, if you kind of give that um, vibe that you're playing all these little solo gigs around the place, but then you're doing a band gig as well, um, would would that affect, you know, would you not be allowed to do the solo gigs leading up to a festival that has maybe a month either side? That has an embargo you know? either side. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so it gets tricky, I guess, would be tricky. around that. I'm sure yeah. there'd be a way of, of working around that. You just wouldn't be able to advertise, obviously, like you're saying, that's the reason why you've done just Mufasa and then Mufasa mm. and the Pride. So Mufasa and the Pride would be the festival act, and but yeah. Mufasa could still actually, you just have to do the whole bracket solo kind of thing. Yeah, okay, I'm with you. I've got you, I've got you. yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting, and and I have sat with it for for a couple of years now. I've kind of toyed with the idea, and actually talking to Brian Brian Goodworth yeah. um, at Big Rock, he was kind of like, you know, he his idea was was that um, as uh, 
as well as myself, for the, the music was, you know, so it was contrasting to what the band was putting out. Mm. That it just wouldn't, people would then go, well, what sort of a band is Mufasa and the Pride? Is it a country band or is it a roots reggae kind of act, you know? Yeah. Um, and even with the solo stuff, like my live streaming gigs that I've done, I'm still, when I play solo, I still loop up stuff and I'll, throw in some reggae vibes and do my band stuff, but how I would do it solo. Yeah. Um, but then when it comes down to it, it's more, it's the songs I'm writing for that project are raw and organic and a bit more just, yeah, down to earth and, and just me. So, yeah. So who recorded, like, did you work with Brian on this one? Uh, yeah, sure did. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, spent some time over there because I've sort of been back and forth from Queensland and WA um, these past couple of years. Just, um, yeah, you know, we travel side to side and then fly back, mm-hmm. back and forth. So I spent a bit of time with B-Man in the studio mm-hmm. um, and recorded within, I spent a couple of nights there. Within three days, we'd recorded um, the basic stems for one of the Mufasa and the Pride tracks, and then we recorded Road to Xmouth. So we were doing mixing, uh, mixing it up as we were going. Did so. you work with Rowie on this one too? Not on the solo song, no. Um, I Rowie's showed me so much stuff over these past couple of years. We used to live together out on this property at the back of Andina, and uh, when I first was kind of Mufasa and the Pride were were kicking off, I guess mm. uh, in. 2018 um he was like dude i'll help you do your pre-production let's let's you know get some good vibes going and basically he sat there on the computer and showed me what he was doing with the software because that was all new to me and um still new to all uh, us man we're also we're all learning shit every single friggin day uh, (laughs) yeah that then that's what these times have kind of uh pushed us to to kind of dive even deeper into it, I Definitely, guess. And, um, he So he was um, just sitting there going to me, you know, this was for Blue Sky, my first yeah. um, song with the Pride, and he was just like, what sort of sound do you want to go for here? And I'd just be like, man, I'm sitting by the beach at Coolum, and he'd go, okay, well, da-da-da-da-da, this sound. I'm like, yeah, that's the one, you know? Like, it was really bouncing ideas off. And as we kind of went from Blue Sky, so we recorded that um the pre-production out at our property and then every kind of song we still rally was like my producer um through that whole follow me ep mm. um on majority of those songs and then yeah i, I kind of spent so much time with rally and brian um i downloaded the reaper program on my own computer and then i started doing my own um pre-production so um i kind of did the basics for Road to Xmouth and then took it to Brian and went from there. Cool. Well, see, I've never played around with Reaper because I've just basically went straight from GarageBand learning that and straight into Logic, which is yeah, basically okay. a souped-up version of GarageBand, but it's so much stuff you can use with Logic. But um, I've, I've seen uh, and heard of people using Reaper, and I know it's a fr- more it's an open-source thing. It's a freeware um, audio yeah, a, a DAW. So, yeah. I've, I've thought about doing it, but then I've got Logic, so I don't really need to worry about it. And that's it. Everyone, it's whatever works for you, isn't it? It's, yeah. um, it's that kind of, um, I, I'd only seen Reaper really work. So the whole, the floating bridges when we recorded with Brian, 
uh, it was watching your Muse Reaper and then okay. same with Mufasa, Mufasa and the Pride. And um, so, yeah, it was kind of like I know what buttons he's pushing, you know, yeah, on that yeah. kind of – if someone tells me how to do something, I'm, I'm definitely the kid that – not the um, audio sort of learner. I'm the yeah, tactile. I'm the kinesthetic. I'm the kinesthetic. Like, yeah. give me, show me, let me do it, and and then I'm I'm good to go. Yeah. So yeah, I'm still mucking around with stuff and learning. Yeah, good stuff. So yeah. would would you basically be? Have you have you set yourself up now to be able to start doing some of your own recordings at at home? Having to save, having to come over and like laying down at least demos from where you are now. So. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, because I live on the road most of the time. I mean, mm. I'm in, in WA at the moment for a few months. Um, but generally, we're, we're on the road. So I literally uh, recorded demos for the Mufasa and the Pride's uh, next single, which is called Bonfire Girl. I did that um, after going for a surf, sitting outside my caravan, in the um, cool caravan park, All right. out in my out in my annex, yeah. Because it's like wherever I am now, I can kind of plug in and do that. If an idea comes to me, mm. I can mess around with with that. Rather than, I don't know. I always found, even back in Bridges days, it was like we'd always. It takes so long to get things done and get all of us together yep. um, to actually be productive. So now that it's majority, it's mainly me, my songs, and my. Um, you know, my flavour of what I want. Mm. Um, yeah, it just makes sense. That's the the next progression, the next step to uh, to learn for me. So, and you're actually launching your thing because it comes out next week, doesn't it? It comes out on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Sunday the third of May. May, yeah. and you're, therefore you are launching it with your live tribe gathering stream, aren't you? Yes, that's yeah. good work, man. Yeah, cleverly done. Oh, it's. We've got so all we have is time, mate. Like, <laughs> and I'll be sitting, sitting around just like. Well, I'm an essential you know, worker. I'm still working every day. All right. So yeah, okay. yeah. So I yeah, I come home well, from work and then I'm into doing this or I'm producing meal stuff or maybe sit back and just watch a movie with the missus. So yeah. Well, cheers to you, mate. Because um, I think uh, those of you guys who are essential workers for sure. I mean. It's um, I kind of feel very lazy at the moment, uh, and and um, you know, it, it is challenging. It's very challenging to be kind of not moving and not on the road, and for people out there not to be going to work like they normally yeah. would. Yeah. Well, um, I'm finding it now. I'm finding because knowing now that they're easing restrictions this weekend, um it's actually kind of frightening for me because we've just settled into this whole, cause I'm only working four days a week where yeah, I used right. to do five or six. And so I've just gotten into this whole, like I get a three day weekend, but those, those three day weekends go for it, go forever for me. Cause you Actually, can't go anywhere. Yeah. I can't, can't <laughs> do anything. So I mean, I can, I'm doing stuff around the house or I'm upskilling, learning how to use OBS or I'm producing mule stuff or like I'm doing housework with, 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 with Cherie um to, we're figuring out stuff um we we go for walks and that but knowing that we're going to go back to normal again it's in it, yeah i don't know when but when it does it, i had a thought i did think about it today i was like wow it's it's going to take a little bit to go back to normal again yeah i think it's um we're kind of just getting used to the whole 
look, it's just about us and it's just about me and I've got to invest in myself and yeah. my, my time and my energy and me and what I'm doing and learning, and um, which is really um, beneficial to us all, you know, if you can, can find that space. But, mm. yeah, I think when world, the world is so fast-paced and crazy or was and, yep. and to go straight back to that is a bit scary it I is think. yeah for sure because i definitely socially <laughs> well I, I remember when i had a chat with brett from double ray um and we were talking about this whole situation which was like two weeks ago so this is when everything was starting to really feel freaky and i said to him that yeah it's a forced reset it's a forced moment to pause and uh, some of us actually needed it Mm. Um, I mean, for we we find that the music industry is so so fast paced itself it, to the point of frustration, mm. to the point where you having to play catch up consistently unless you're um, seen as a bigger player or you got pushed behind you from a major radio network that we shall remain nameless, but yeah, um, <laughs> it. And if you're a fully independent artist or a, or a band that is basically relying on um, playing those gigs and, your, and building your following in your local areas or like yourself touring all around the place and building building that sort of stuff, we're, when we've got that press that pause button on there, it's, it's I think it's actually a, a, has been a good thing because it's caused us to to reevaluate what we're doing it's given us time to play catch up to all these other things have a look at what the, everyone else is doing coming up with something different hmm. and coming up with a different approach to to and a plan of attack for when you're going to do next i mean there's, there's a lot of artists i mean myself my band mules we released a single this week and it's not an a it's not an a single it, it's definitely a b-side i mean i love the song and no disrespect yeah. to the song or anything, and and a lot of I do know a lot of people that like band like that song, but it's a B single, it's not an yeah. a, a single. But I think it's braver to release a a B a B single in this time now, where we don't have the chance to tour it or push it or anything like that, apart from digitally. Yeah, that's right. I think it's important to remain uh, have some sort of currency in this keep in it this flowing. Time. So yeah. Because there are a lot of people out there I've seen who have really made the most of this opportunity mm -hmm. and have yeah, used used the technology and used the time to their advantage, which you know, and adapting it's that's it. It's adaptability. Um, I completely agree with what you're saying. I mean, it's better to be out there than to to not be yeah. in that sort of scene. And um, but it's also people, you know, people. I was sort of toying with the idea of what to do as soon as this all started happening i thought oh what you know what do i do do i do i just go out and play play a show on online through my page and stuff like that and then within the next two days i had two gig offers and one was through live tribe and the other one was through uh original sound lounge in port macquarie yeah and and it was kind of um you know teaming up with those guys was amazing to be able to do something that wasn't just um yeah, that wasn't just me sitting. You know, I try. I've done a few little videos here and there and stuff like that. And mm. what I found was that people were so responsive to you sharing your music and you just putting your heart out there, no matter if it's an A side or a B side or whatever. Just the fact that you're sharing, yeah, is, keeping um, it flowing. That's, that's the whole. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So I think um, 
I, I mean, I played gigs, uh, played the played gigs around the country to twenty people, hundred people, two hundred people. You know, in a in a venue, in a pub, in a bar, in a cafe, whatever. Um, and out of that, out of that hundred or so, you might have. 20 of them actually or 10 of those people are actually really engaged in your stuff yeah. and listening. The other percentage might be like, oh, just chatting there to catch up socially. And it's background music and, for you. Yeah, yeah, that's it that sometimes. And, and then, um, but then doing the live stuff online, it's like whoever's watching, there might have been, I saw Barefoot the other day, there was 127 people at yeah, one stage watching. Yeah, that was probably the peak because I was moderating it. So, yeah, yeah. it was, yeah. And, 127 people that have chosen to go to that thing and that page and to watch it on their phone, probably through speakers, most people are, um, and through headphones. Yeah. Um, that's a pretty good connection, you know. That, that's a really good way to connect. Um, I've played my two gigs and there were people watching that um, have never seen me play a live gig before mm. in their life. And I thought... Wow, this is—it's a different level. It's a completely different. Did it feel intimidating of... for you though? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I know, I know, Asher and Rowie were like, "This is really weird." Mm. Um, you're creating your own energy. That's the thing. Yeah, man. it's hard to get feed. It's hard to feedback. It's hard to like um, get that engagement that you you're wanting that you're craving as an artist like when you're playing live you you you, you do thrive off that feedback with engagement with with, with the sure, crowd for sure and there's you see a little yeah. dot in the corner there just saying there's there's many people like watching and every now and then you yeah. may see like a comments coming up in that and that's that's why i was moderating the comments so i could keep up and like engage while those two were busy fucking playing yeah <laughs> and yeah even that was hard know. It is hard. It is hard. The way I set mine up is um, in this room that I'm in. I set it up actually a few meters away, and yeah. I turn. I use the back camera because I figure that that's the it's best the camera yeah. to use. So I can't actually see, and my computer's so crap that it's so delayed, I, and it freezes when I'm trying to. If I was trying to watch it beside me, yeah. Um, so yeah, I can't really uh, engage that much. I just got to trust that there might be people there watching, and um, but yeah, it's. It's, I don't know, um, it's very scary in the fact that um, every note you play is going to be heard and recorded and then be able to be watched again. again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But it does help. A lot of people like that, the, the, um, the human nature aspect of it because it, there, are, there are mistakes. It's not perfect. Yeah, that's right. And that's true. you can see a slight smile like, you know, you've stuffed up. So some people that know you will go, ah, but <laughs> other people just go, oh, I didn't even hear that or notice it, but well, exactly. yeah, we know it and messes as, with our head, but yeah. And as musos, um, I'm my own worst critic yeah, we and, are. and I sit there and as I said, like I've been playing guitar for four and a half years. So my skill level on the guitar is the one thing I know I need to work on. And um, I've been singing for a lot more years, so I kind of have always relied on my voice as a um you know as that i know i could trust that and mm -hmm. and then so the guitar stuff i'm like i'm sitting there thinking oh this sounds like crap you know like, <laughs> what an odd oh, bung note you know this that and everything and some when you'd be playing a live gig those songs where i'm kind of going a bit deeper into my head going oh no you know this and that 
and he sometimes they get the best applause from people yeah. and you're like that boost that just gives you like you know what it doesn't matter because what i'm doing is actually you know getting it's it's people are enjoying it so mm. yeah to to not have that um direct yeah contact and, and vibe off of people is yeah it's challenging but yeah you just got to have faith that that people are enjoying it <laughs> so going back to like okay this is this is something that a, a lot of people don't know about us musicians and that when we we feel like we've had a shite gig right you come off stage and you just just going yeah i'm not i'm not i haven't i didn't feel that at all the crowd might have been vibing on it do you how do you come out of that funk um sometimes well we used to record most of our gigs with with the bridges mm. um so we'd actually dan our drummer would get the audio and then send it all to us so that we could sit there and listen back to it mm. before we go to band practice the next week yeah and some and often i'd listen to it and go ah oh, actually it was pretty good yeah. you know like it wasn't wasn't that bad so um but on the spot i think um i don't know you got i've i grew up playing sport for a living and um not for a living i guess but it was just through through school and yeah. stuff sport was like my main thing music came later on after school and um and i don't know in in sport that mentality of like sweet i stuffed it up wipe mm. it off next next ball next, you know yeah. next next shot so i think um yeah that's kind of my mentality for for a few gigs and and it happens you know throughout the gig yeah um a few times like i know i know i've come off stage one once or twice before and, and i looked over at asher and and he's just gone man that, that gig was shit and i said okay look this way did you break anything did you break an instrument did you break a string did did, did anyone die no it's it, it's fine yeah. man and it's, you just move on to the next gig you know it's 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 not like you got someone there judging you you don't have like talent scouts going everywhere you're going or anything like that if you have a bung note or a bung time so what yeah that's it that's exactly right and i think it's important to have well that's that's the difference between playing um solo gigs and band gigs mm. and why i love absolutely love playing with the band because you've got other energies there to kind of that's right. pull you out of pull you out of a rut or yep. you know give you feedback give you positive give you you know negative or criticism and stuff um back in the day of of um of the bridges and stuff it was like kale was always just like such this like energy of yeah, that was awesome, you know, mm. like, so I come off thinking, ah, oh, stuff this up, and he'd be just buzzing, so you kind of feed off that, and then, yeah. um, you know, same sort of thing with, with Mufasa and the Pride, you've just got other energies there to to pull you out of that, and just make you kind of not take it to heart so much, I guess. Yeah, because... And, and, no, sorry. No, you yeah. go, no. Oh, just the, um, when you, when you have played some gigs, like, you know, you've played bunch of killer festivals and gigs and supports and to massive crowds and and you come off and that feeling that you get as a musician like mm. um my my best favorite gig and i know it's a few of the other boys was uh woodford 2016 17 and um bridges it was like this 
energy was epic. You know, we came off just absolutely on top of the world. We felt amazing. Mm. And, and you can't recreate that every no. single gig, that feeling <laughs> that you're chasing. And that's why I think a lot of musos struggle with um, uh, drug addiction and, and, and it's, it's, addiction it's chasing and stuff a high. because yeah. chasing, that, chasing that high completely mm. that um, you've got but you can't have it every single time, um, mm. you know. I mean, and if you could, if you could, then it wouldn't be fun anymore anyway. Yeah, I, th- I think you'd, you'd, you'd lose. Thing. Yeah, you would actually lose that buzz out of it if 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 it wasn't giving you some kind of some kind of rush. I mean, I don't I don't get nervous when I get on stage with barefoot. I don't. I think there's probably been one or twice in the in the last few years where I've actually got, and I think one of them was supporting the first support with Catch a Fire. Yeah, the, that's the only time I've really been nervous. But apart from that, I, I, I don't. Even on the stage, you become a different person, and the gig's done with mules. Yeah, I get nervous every single goddamn time before I get on stage. Yeah, right. Because yeah. you haven't done it as much. No, like you haven't... different responsibility. Yeah. Okay, so going back to what you're saying about having, having like either in and using the bridges as an example or the pride because they're both got a numerous amount of people in those bands um you've got all those people to bounce off okay and everyone has their own individual part they're responsible for those parts and if someone mucks up there the other people have got you covered right barefoot's the same sort of thing Mm. i mean um manager matthew's always said he's never heard me play a bung note and that's bullshit because i've played plenty (laughs) of bung notes i just i just cover it up really well okay but with mules, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's only three of us on stage, man, and I'm responsible for a lot more in my role in mules than I am with barefoot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I hit a bung note, it doesn't really matter because the guitar and the bass are basically the same thing, so it sounds in tune anyway, but I know. And, yeah, that's right. And it affects yeah. me. And I feel yeah. like I'm more exposed in that regard too. Mm. Which yeah. is the solo stuff. That's as well. exactly what I was going to bring up with the solo stuff. I mean, yeah. that's probably one of the reasons why. Well, it's difficult to be a bass player and play solo. I mean, Victor Wooten does it, yeah, but <laughs> it doesn't have that same kind of like pull, I guess. Um, you would feel really exposed as a solo artist if if you're doing that. You got nothing to back you up but your your own self. Yeah, that's it. And and I think um, for me personally, um, I mean, I've only uh, on the co- my old man was the same. He was like sort of jack of all trades, master of none. And mm. and then I, I see that in myself in music. I'm like, oh sweet, okay. I, I was singing, and then I was playing a bit of percussion with mm-hmm. bridges. And then I'm like, okay, I want to learn the guitar, so I learned the guitar. And then nine months later, I booked my first gig, and mm. I was like, why did I do that? <laughs> I, I was just pushing myself yeah. to kind of to get myself out there to kind of if I have a deadline, I'm like, I have to pick it up. I have to learn it. And then once I had the guitar kind of sus that I could play some chords, mm. no lead leaks or anything, I'm like, oh, sweet, what's next? Oh, I'll try a bit of harmonica. And 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 it kind of, and then you realize that you, you're trying to do all these things that you don't really know how each one of them works greatly. Yeah. You're just kind of putting it all together. And, um so that's that's where I've been this last six months is is um and with this coronavirus it's like that's what it's given me the chance to do is mm. sit down and go 
all right, I need to work on this, I need to work on that. But yeah, back to your question, it's like um, play, I've played solo gigs on big stages that you would play uh, with Barefoot or with the Bridges or something supporting bands. Mm. And it's just you. You've got a stop box, you've got a guitar, and you've got your vocals, and you're like, right, okay, <laughs> you know? Just strap in. <laughs> All right, we've got to do right, this. Mate. Hey, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. at the beginning of this whole crap, particularly given that the, the, um, the musicians were the first ones to really feel it because we're the first ones to go, basically, yeah. um, you started the Cover Your Crew thing. Yeah, yeah. Did you expect it um, to go as far as it has gone? Again, I sort of sat there and toyed with the idea and I thought about it for a few weeks. And actually, um, those those who know me, I'm a, a teacher. By tra- I do casual teaching as well when I'm in a place for a certain amount of time. And I was teaching, I'm usually a phys ed teacher, but I was teaching music Um and there was every day there was like less and less kids turning up to school because of obvious reasons. And the lady, it was me and this other lady in the staff room, and I'm just sitting there. All I can think of is music. I'm just, mm. you know, my brain's going. And, and I ran this idea past her that I've been thinking about for a couple of weeks. And she said, dude, just, I think that's a great idea. And that's all it took, you know, sometimes that's all it takes for your idea to kind of get that bit of validation and, um, support, you yeah. know, sweet. Um, so yeah, I thought cover your crew. Um, originally it was hashtag cover your mates, but mm. um, I thought, yeah, cover your crew. So I put up a, a video of me playing a Bobby Alu song, just a little two minute clip, um, and then started just tagging people and, and um, you know, having a bit of fun with it. So yeah. it's, it's actually been really, really cool. Have you been surprised so, at the interpretations of some of the songs? Yeah, I love it. I yeah. love um, the fact that there's, you know, you've got people, because originally I ran it by the Pride Boys and, and Johnny, our bass player, was like, oh, this is kind of a, you know, a guitarist kind of challenge, isn't it? I'm like, well, not really. No, you, you don't You don't have to because um, you could just be creative and that's the whole idea behind it. It's, mm. it's your take on some earmates' songs and you you play their song and yeah I guess um, yeah I'm stoked with how it's kind of gone and and I guess I put the challenge out there to to any muso out there to have a crack at at hashtag cover your crew and um, it's all a, the premise behind it was that um, we're all trying to find ways to promote not only ourselves and our music but our our scene you know mm. our kind of and our friends and, and everything in the community is like buy local, support local. Yeah. So I thought, um, you know, why don't we, instead of covering Bob Marley or, or someone who gets covered all the time, mm. do, do a cover of your mate's song and, um, and promote them, you know, rather than yourself. Promote, you're kind of doing both at the same time. You do know all these artists were shit scared of covering their mates, right? Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I was, um, oh, I think it was Timmy, Timmy Russ from um, Not to Regret when he covered an All Strings Attached thing, and he was freaking out about that. Um, yeah. I know D- D'Artagnan from Scrappy Coco is really unsure of what he's gonna do. 
yeah. I know that Nathan in our in our adaptation of of a Barefoot song, he was like, "Oh man, I've never sung reggae in my life." I said, "Well, we're not we're not playing reggae. We're playing our version of a reggae song, man." Exactly. It's like it's like when yeah. Ant did um, down the road and just made yeah. it real dark and moody, and it sounded cool as because it's a different well, interpretation of it. Well, yeah, and that's um, uh, and I was surprised, and um, I think that's the beauty of the whole connecting the music. You know, music connects us all the time, and um, but to show your your that you actually um, you know dig a band that's in your kind of scene or in your local community and stuff like that, to see them play your song, it kind of gives you a nice warm feeling to think, well, oh, that's awesome that he chose my song. Yeah, Piers. Um, that, yeah, that's yeah. right. Instead of, it kind of gives you that, that nice feeling. And, and people, when you come off stage, people will say to you all the time, like, no one's going to say, oh, that was, that was shit, man, you know, like, mm-hmm. well, that was a terrible gig. Mostly, most of the time people are going, oh, yeah, great gig, great gig, great gig. Then you see other musos actually, you know, doing your song and doing it really well. Mm. Um, that's, yeah, that's another level for me. It's pretty cool. It's a buzz, hey, because I, 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 um, I saw Huey from Fat Pitnick's version of Barefoot's um, Crazy For You and it was full, like, lap steel yeah, sort of style. Man, that was Pitnick. cool, even though yeah. even with the impromptu lawnmower in the background. That's <laughs> but, um, oh, yeah, that's yeah but just seeing everyone's interpretations of, of, of their mates and, and, the, and the material and they've paid attention and they've picked one of their favourite songs to do, I thought, that yeah, well done, man. That's, that's yeah, a cool idea. Yeah. We on actually... Ant's um, keys thing. Uh, Ant, um, from town, he actually yeah. played... Keys yeah, he did. So that's the, he had a bit of an in because he actually helped record that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I knew and that. It's funny because I mean, I I've actually never physically met the guy. You know oh, yeah. How okay. No, no, no. Um, we've spoken heaps of times, but um, never actually um, met in person. Which is you know, and that's because I'm not around the sunny coast all the time, yeah. and um, we kind of lined him up to go in and do the keys in the studio with Brian. But yeah, it's it's funny, and that's. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. One of those things. Uh, we we thought about doing an Ohio cover cover. I don't know how we were going to do country though. <laughs> <laughs> I think reggae was pushing it more, and um, then we were, well country. No, nah, no, nah, we can't do that. I mean, we it, I could probably come up with a way of doing my style with that, but no, nah, it's going to take too much time. And yeah, I wanted to get oh, this out, good. but that nah, was and, fun. And it's n- not so easy for the other thing is. Um, you know, the barriers between it is that it's not, you can't just Google a Mule song and go, what are the chords to, to a Mule no, song? you've got to figure it out. Barefoot song. <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to use your ear and you've yep. got to actually put in the time. Unless you have to write so, the song and then it's another way around a bit. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So no, I, I put out the challenge to um, any muso out there. The, there's a nomination process through the um, the social stuff, but it, Don't worry screw about that. It. It's, just, um, just hashtag it. Cover your crew. Hashtag cover your crew. Yeah. Have a crack. Choose a mate's song and um and then you know then nominate them to do it. You know yeah. that's uh keep it yeah. flowing. That's the whole that's the whole idea, mate. We're just about hit 39, 40 minutes, dude. You smash that. Ah, Look at that. Beautiful. Yeah, easy beautiful. as. So, Road to Xmouth single comes out on Sunday, May third. You're doing the live tribe gathering stream. What time are you on for that one? 
Uh, I'm on as part of their Sunday sessions. I'm on at 3 p.m. Eastern time, yep. so 1 p.m. WA time. Yep. Um, yeah, tune in. There's uh, Jesse Higgins is on before me, and then Dubberay are on after. Oh, cool. um, so jump on the Live Tribe Gathering page. Um, and please check out my new single, Road to Exmouth, my solo, debut solo single. Um, it's a bit more, uh, yeah, singer-songwriter style with a bit of harmonica. So Is it I coming out on the it. same, um, because you're releasing it as a faster solo, is it still coming out on the same Spotify artist platform or is it going to be on a different one? No, it's yeah. a different platform. Yeah. So... Everything is Mufasa solo yeah. um, for this project, um, just to keep things, yeah, to keep things separate, and um, we'll yeah see how it goes. And um, I don't, know, you know, this type of music, it's this is for me kind of music. This is my storytelling music, and um, you know, uh, I, I just hope that that people can have some sort of enjoyment. It's different different flavors to the band stuff, so check it out. Cool, man. Thanks for the chat. Awesome. It's good catch-ups. Just hang on the line. They're having a bit of a chat with you after all this. Ladies and Thanks, gentlemen, Lizzie. Mr. Dale Mount, a.k.a. Mufasa. Mufasa, 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 Mufasa. Say it again. Mufasa. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast and the other previous podcasts, please do press the subscribe button down below if you haven't done so and ring the bell. Just It, it makes a difference. Um, plenty more to come. Cheers. Cheers.